whatever happens whatever each day brings embrace the mess of it embrace the lack of sleep and just make it fun you can choose to make it miserable and just drag through it or you can just look back in 10 years and be like it was really crazy at some moments but like we had fun laughing at it yeah choosing to smile and enjoy it hi i'm danielle welcome to the birth journeys podcast it is my belief that our birth journey has a lasting impact that goes far beyond delivery. It is my hope that through these stories, you would find the insight, tools, and the courage to go on and have your own positive and empowering birth journey. Just as a reminder, any information you hear on this podcast is meant to inform and encourage you on your birth journey and not intended to replace advice from your medical professional. Welcome back to the Birth Journeys podcast. Today we have Leanne on to share her birth stories with us, and I can't wait for you all to hear them. Hey, Leanne, how are you? Thank you for coming on. Hey, yeah, thank you so much for inviting me. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself? Um, So I am a 38-year-old stay-at-home mom, homeschool mom too, and I have four wonderful children. My oldest is 14 and my youngest is four with some twin boys in the middle that are 10. Hmm. And we live in South Carolina. Um, So why don't you tell us where your birth journeys began? Was being a mom something that you always wanted to be or what did that look like for you in your life? So I am the type of girl where I never really thought about those things. Um, I was the one that, you know, I just kind of went about life, you know, when I was younger. And it's something that I knew was like in the future, but I wasn't the one that had my wedding planned out and had the names picked out or, you know, all that kind of stuff that just wasn't a thing that, you know, crossed my mind. But um, so, yeah, I never really had this big picture in my head, like, I can't wait. And this is what it's going to look like one day. Mm -hmm. Um, But when I got married, I got married pretty young. I think uh, I was 21, 20 or 21. I think I can't remember. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I got married pretty young. And my husband comes from a big family. So it was always something I knew, like, okay, we're going to have kids eventually. Um, But uh, yeah, it just wasn't something I really was thinking about and just pining away for the day to arrive. And, um, so when I, I did get pregnant, um, I think I was 23, I want to say, so we were married for about three years, I think. Um, I freaked out. I, I cried and I, oh, oh, not that I was mad about it, but it just, you know, such a shock. Cause then it was like, oh no, like it's here and I don't know what to do, (laughs) you know, cause (laughs) I hadn't been thinking about it or planning. So it was, yeah, it wasn't like something we were actively ready and trying for. Mm. So yeah, that was kind of how I got (laughs) surprise pregnancy. (laughs) Uh, I've had a couple of those. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fun. So how was your pregnancy? My first pregnancy, yeah, it was pretty pretty good. Um, I never got really sick where I couldn't keep anything down, um, but probably the first 
three, I guess the first trimester, you know, just that constant nausea and that feeling of everything smelled bad, everything tasted bad, mm-hmm. you know, that that yeah. typical thing. But once we hit the second trimester, I think it started to be everything started to ease up and just really felt pretty good. Like I was like, okay, I could I could handle this. Like we can do this. Um and yeah, so there wasn't any major issues or complications and yeah. Um I one thing I wanted to say is I had a, a pretty severe back injury um before I got right before I got married and um I have rods in my back. So that was one thing I was concerned about was mm-hmm. you know having a lot of back pain or even being being able to deliver because of having the hardware in my back and the surgery and everything that I went through with that. So um, that was kind of one of the major things I was mostly concerned with was just, you know, physically being able to be pregnant and handle, you know, the stress on my body in addition to my back issue. Mm -hmm. But um, I mean, God just totally did a miracle. Like I was fine and able to, my body was fine with it. So I just, I was really amazed how the Lord just covered me through that and all my pregnancies too. But, um, awesome. yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that would definitely be something that <laughs> would kind of be a concern for sure. Mm-hmm. So what kind of, um, birth did you plan for your first one? Did you want a hospital birth or a home birth or a birth center? Like what did you, um, choose for your birthing choices? So, um, like I said, I, I kind of freaked out when I found out I was pregnant and my, my support or, you know, the people in my life at that time, they, um, they encouraged me because I was like, I don't know, you know, what do I do? And so I was just like, go to your doctor and, um, you know, go to your, your, um, gynecologist, you know, just do whatever they say kind of thing. And none of my close friends had started having kids yet. And, I'm, you know, I'm naturally a, you know, pretty crunchy person. Like I like doing things a natural way and we eat well and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So in my heart, like I knew like there's a way that I want to do this, but I didn't know really what that looked like or how to go about it. Mm. And so I was just like deer in the headlights about everything. So I was like, okay, well, whatever you guys say, like, I'm just going to trust that and go with it. But it was like the whole time I just knew like, I don't really want to do it this way, but like I've heard of midwives, but I don't really know what that even looks like, or, you know, how do you find that? Or so, um, so I just went to regular OB doctor and, um, uh, just followed their protocol, did what they said to do, um, and delivered my first at a hospital and, um, Towards the end of my pregnancy with my first, I, my fluid, when I go in for my checkup, they said my fluid was low. Mm. And so they kept bringing me in for ultrasounds. And I feel like it was like every week or sometimes it might've been more than once a week. Like it was, I feel like it was a lot. I can't remember exactly how much, how many, but, um, so I had to keep going in for ultrasounds and like, I knew I'm like this, I just, you know, it didn't feel right. Like it didn't settle in my heart. Like, I don't, I don't know why they're doing this. Like, but I guess they know what they're doing, but so, um, everything turned out to be fine and everything was fine. But, um, 
yeah, like it was just, you know, like that feeling like just something wasn't clicking for me. Like this isn't how I want this to go. But, Mm -hmm. um, but thankfully, you know, everything was fine. And, but yeah, so I delivered her in a hospital, just, I delivered her naturally. Um, thankfully no, no C-section was able to deliver her naturally, but, um, it was, now looking back, you know, you can see everything, but you know, in the moment and especially being the first time, like, you know, I didn't know any difference, but like I get to the hospital and they're, um, you know, once you, they hear it's your first, I don't know if this is like it for other people, but I've heard it is for some I've talked to. It's like, they just get like this whole other like attitude, like, Oh, it's your first, like, you're going to be here for a while or <laughs> and it's just kind of like a different tone, like the whole, everything's different. And so mm-hmm. like, the, I don't know, just like speaking that over me, I just kind of got like a little more insecure about it. I was like, Oh gosh, like I thought, like I've been prepared like to do this drug free, but now like they're telling me all this stuff like, Oh, like you don't know, honey. Like, <laughs> so it was, yeah, it wasn't like very encouraging. Like they were nice, but at the same time it was just kind of like this, like, yeah, let's see, like, let's see if you can actually do this. Mm. Um, so the, we went in, um, it was in the evening sometime. I don't remember exactly, but, um, I was like only dilated to about a three, I think when I got there. So that was kind of disappointing because you feel like, oh my gosh, like, I feel like I've been through a lot. And then you get there and you're like, oh, you still have a long way to go. (laughs) So we just kind of like walked around for a while. And they, you know, every time someone would come in and check, like, I just felt like it was more like, I don't know, more discouragement than like, you got this. It was more just like, okay, we'll, we'll give you a little bit longer, but then we'll, send someone in to do the epidural like this kind of felt like I kept getting that and I was like no I don't want to do it that way and honestly a lot of it was because what I said about my back like I was worried like the epidural was gonna like make it even worse because of the issue I had with my back and the the uh, rods I have in there so I was like you know in my head I was like well what if I actually have to have it have an epidural and then it causes even more problems so, um, anyways, but, um, it's probably like around, I don't know, midnight or later Then I finally like started progressing a lot better and, um, but they never even called the doctor. And so it's probably like two or two thirty AM and I was fully dilated and ready to push. And they're telling me, don't push the doctor's not here. It's <laughs> the worst. And I, I didn't um, know. I thought, oh, the doctor has to be here or like no one's going to survive. Like mm-hmm. was how they're making it sound. But now oh I'm like, goodness. oh, no, they know how to. Uh, now I know. I'm like, oh, they could have delivered this baby. So I'm like yeah. literally <laughs> trying to hold the baby in waiting for the oh doctor to get goodness. here because they thought I was, you know, first time like I was going to be there for 24 hours or more, you know, laboring. So finally the doctor gets there and it was, I don't, like, it wasn't that many pushes. I don't remember. And then she was out. So it was, she was born at 3.08 in the morning. So he wasn't there very long. I want to say it was like only two pushes. I can't remember exactly, but I was like so exhausted at that point and then mad, but you know, just like so uncomfortable. (laughs) So it's all kind of fuzzy, but once she was there, I was like, she's here and everything was good but um so after that 
I was like, okay, there's got to be a better way. I know my body can do this. I know what it's like now. Like, so when I get pregnant again, like I'm going to trust, mm. <laughs> I'm going to trust my gut and what I feel like the Lord is saying is right for us and our family. So mm. it was a learning experience and I'm definitely thankful for it, but, um, not, not something I was wanting to do again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how was your immediate postpartum and recovery? Um, pretty good. Like, I guess being young, that helps. I don't know. Like, I feel yeah. like I bounced back pretty, pretty well. It was just more um, learning how to, because, you know, I, I didn't know what it was going to be like having a baby, you know, like just learning, you know, what it's like um, adjusting to caring for someone in 24 seven, like, oh my gosh, like I can't just <laughs> like have a break. Like what? You still need me. <laughs> you know, it's more just mental, the mental um, adjustment and mm. um, all of that. That was probably the hardest part for sure. But physically I feel like I, I did tear. Um, it's probably like a, I don't remember how much, um, it wasn't a very minor, but it wasn't like a major tear, mm-hmm. so, a middle tear. I don't know what it's called, Yeah, <laughs> but so yeah, I did have some tearing because I think cause like she came so fast cause I was so ready to deliver mm-hmm. once the doctor got there. Um, uh, but yeah, I think like physically it was, it was pretty good. I did have, uh, the worst part was I had a, um, a, an infection, what was it? Not mastitis, but um, thrush. What was oh, I can't okay. that's called? But I had that like when she was about a week old, and so I pumped and bottle fed her for maybe about a week while the infection cleared up. And then when I went back to um, feeding her, with that, you know, just straight from the breast and not using the bottle, like she had gotten used to the bottle that fast. Uh, and that was, that was really hard, like trying to get her. And I was like, no, like, we're not giving up. And I just like, oh, that was, I just remember sitting like for hours and just trying to like get her to latch back on, get her to latch back mm-hmm. on. And they're just fighting it and fighting it. And I was like, I got to feed her, but I'm not going to give her the bottle. And, but we finally got it. Thankfully. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I can't really think of any other major things postpartum like thankfully that's one of the good parts about having them young I think is you bounce back pretty good (laughs) yeah Um, yeah cool so what about um moving on and then deciding when you were ready for your next baby or I guess babies (laughs) (laughs) yes so yeah I've had three pregnancies and four children so uh, yeah we're efficient (laughs) popping them out two at a time um yeah so it was yeah about I guess she was about a little over two and we're like okay let's it's time for another and yeah we didn't thankfully didn't have any trouble getting pregnant and so yeah before we got pregnant so when we started talking about um, having another one I was like okay I'm gonna do this the way that I feel right so we found a midwife I kind of had already started researching and so found someone in our area kind of had a plan in place and 
I knew I didn't want to have any ultrasounds and we didn't want to find out. Like we wanted to be surprised if it was a boy or a girl. And um, so once I got pregnant, I went to the midwife and um, visited her. She like, you know, gave me a tour. She has a birthing center. And so we went and met her and talked with her and took a tour of the place. And like right away, like soon as like we started talking to her, it was just such a huge contrast from my first and the OB and the hospital. Like it was just like, oh my gosh, like this person actually is interested to hear like what, how I want this to go. And actually wants to try and make that happen instead of just kind of mocking me for it or Mm. you know like it was just like oh wow like this is what care is actually like and I was just blown away to think like there's something out there that actually is wanting to help moms like do this the right way so I was I was so excited to find the midwife um, and she was you know very supportive of how we wanted to do it. And she was fine without doing an ultrasound. She's, she's like, as long as I'm not seeing anything that's causing concern or, you know, any red flags for me, then I'm okay without you having an ultrasound. And so I was like, great. Cause I had so many with my first, and I, was <laughs> like, I just don't want to do that. And, you know, we didn't really care to find out, like I said, so she was on board. So, um, I was pretty big, pretty fast, and I was measuring ahead really early on and just consistently kept measuring ahead. And I felt like, so my first was a girl, so I felt like this was a boy. Like, I felt like it just must be a big boy. Like, we're just going to have a big boy this time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, um, and so she, she, my midwife is getting concerned. She's like, I'm one worried that maybe you have, um, gestational diabetes for how big you're, you're at. And it's like, I know how we, how I eat and how I care for myself. Like, I just knew like, that's not it, but I was like, okay, I'll do the test just so you're not in trouble. You know, you're not like going to put yourself in danger of, you know, caring for me and then, you know this happening so I did the test and that was negative I didn't have it so I was like well it's just gonna be a big boy that's what I'm telling myself in my head Mm -hmm. and um so for this one I prepared a lot with the Bradley method I you know did that a lot like all those um the breathing and the exercises um so I did a lot just to kind of prepare and then I also read supernatural childbirth and that that was a huge huge part of it um and a huge blessing um that just had prayers and promises from scripture and we almost every night my husband and I we would pray those pray those over the baby and so I just really was making sure I was mentally and physically prepared in every way to have this baby naturally outside of a hospital and um so like we really really feel like we you know prepared a lot for this one um to ensure that we could do it to the best of our ability um to do it to have it at a birthing center um so i'm really really grateful that that god led me to those resources because i feel like that played a huge part in how everything went Mm -hmm. and the whole time we're praying for a full-term baby um 
And so I'm thinking, okay, 40 weeks, 40 weeks, like full term baby. Like, thank you, Lord, this baby's going to go to full term. And just believing that and standing on that. And um, so at 38 weeks, so it's two weeks before full term, 38 weeks, I started having contractions. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, this just must be false labor because this is a full term. Like, you know, we're going 40 weeks. And so they were like pretty strong. And I'm just trying to downplay it as much as possible. And so finally, I call the midwife and I was like, this is what's going on. You know, I don't think this is the real deal, but the way I was describing it, like, I'm sure her little like sirens are going off. <laughs> and so she's like, um, why don't you just come in? Let me check you. Cause I'm not a very um, dramatic person. Like I just kind of, I guess I don't, what's the word? I don't, I don't uh, make a big deal out of stuff. So probably the way I was conveying it, I was trying to like, just make it sound as low key as possible. Mm -hmm. So we kind of dilly dally, make some dinner, wait for my husband's parents to come to stay with my daughter. And so we finally go in, it's about, um, 945 at night. So we go in and she's like, okay, well, come up, go lay on the bed. Let me check you. And I'm, I'm thinking she's going to be like, you know, just go home and rest. Like you're, you're not, you're dilated to a one or two, maybe like just go home and sleep and then we'll talk in the morning. That's what I was prepared to hear. (laughs) And so she checks me and she's like, Oh, you're fully dilated. You can start pushing. Oh my goodness. (laughs) And I was like, wait a second. Um, No, I'm supposed to go home and rest. (laughs) No, we got two more weeks. Like I was just not, not ready. Oh my goodness. Not ready to hear that. So I was like, okay. And I, I, um, I wasn't really planning to do the wa- a water birth, but it was an option. Like she had the tub there. And so I thought, well, at least I can labor in the tub a little bit, you know, I was th- you know, thinking ahead of time. And I was like, well, there's not even time to do that. Like yeah. <laughs> I can't even like <laughs> experience the water. Like I was oh like, Oh, goodness. bummer. So, um, yeah, so we pushed for a little bit. I don't really, it's kind of foggy, all those details. So that, so we got there about 9.45. So um, the baby was born at 10.08. So it wasn't very much time that passed. It was mm-hmm. like yeah, a little over 20 funny. minutes or something. So baby comes out and I'm like, okay, is it a boy? Because we didn't know. They put him up on like, you know, lay him up on my stomach and, it's this tiny little baby. And I'm like, what? I'm like, I was huge. And this <laughs> tiny, and it's a boy. So I'm like, okay, well, it's a boy. I was right about that. But I'm like, he's so little. And I'm like, so like, you know, just my head's trying to like figure out like, this is weird. Like I was expecting this big baby boy. And like this, all of these details are just kind of like, all so jumbled together so bear with me but I like look down at my stomach and I still got this big lump kind of in my stomach and I'm trying to remember was it like this the last time like I know you deliver the afterbirth but like was my was there this was there still this big lump in there after 
after <laughs> Annabelle was born, I'm like, oh, but what is this? And and um, Bright, the one that the baby that I just had, he wasn't crying or breathing too well. Like so, then our attention kind of goes to that, and we're like, you know, is he okay? And we're just praying over him, like trying to make sure he's okay and his breathing's okay. So the midwife um, takes him and is holding him and, you know, examining him and checking him out. And we're just praying and, and our, you know, everything shifts to that. And then I'm still looking down at my stomach and then I start having contractions again. And I'm like, do you have contractions when you deliver the afterbirth? I'm like, what is going on? Like trying to, you know, trying to remember what it was like before, but I was like, this doesn't seem like what happened last time. (laughs) And so I don't remember what I said or if just the midwife noticed that I was contracting again or what, like, and she had a nurse there with her also. So maybe, um, I can't remember what happened exactly, but all I remember is her saying, I think we've got another one. Uh And (laughs) I was like, um, we're on like a, she had like a king size bed and I'm like, you know, laying on one side and my husband was like sitting on the other side of it. And so I'm kind of like turned with looking at him and I hear her, the midwife and the nurse are standing on the other side of the bed behind me. And I remember hearing them say that. And she's like, I think we've got another one. Get the Doppler. Let's check for a heartbeat. And so I like, it was just slow motion, <laughs> like <laughs> turn slowly, like my head to look at her on the other side. I'm like, what did you just say? <laughs> and she's like, I think we've got another one. And I like, and having contraction and she gets the Doppler and sure enough, they hear a heartbeat oh, and she's like, you've got to push again. <laughs> and I was like, No. I wasn't supposed to have a baby tonight, let alone two babies. So I'm like, I'm going home with my baby, and I will see you in two weeks at my due date. Like, like my honest, complete, rational thought at that moment was, how am I going to hold this baby in for two weeks while we get everything ready? Oh like, that my was goodness. my... That completely so rational like <laughs> that was where I was at in that moment wow. like I was literally trying to logically think through like okay this is going to be a little uncomfortable but <laughs> if I really focus I think I can hold this baby in for a couple weeks until we get everything <laughs> and so she's telling me to push and I'm just like you know trying to appease her and I'm just like you know, not giving it any effort. Cause I'm like, I can't have another baby. Like I'm, I can't do like, I, this is not going to happen. So oh, yeah. after like a few pushes like that, like she can tell, like she could tell her I'm not, I'm not trying. And, <laughs> and so she just finally, like my midwife, she just like grabbed me and she's like, got in my face. And she's like, you got to push that baby out or I'm going to go in there and pull it out. And, like she just said <laughs> oh, something no. like, but it got me to snap back into reality. I was, I was like, okay, yep, you're right. I can't hold this baby in. <laughs> you're right. Okay, yeah, probably not gonna work. <laughs> I've, uh, uh-huh. Yeah, I'm gonna have to push this baby out. Okay, I gotcha. And so it was, I don't know, one or two pushes after that, and 
And then we had another baby boy. So I went in and had two baby boys. Wow. <laughs> that night. That is not amazing. expecting to have any. And um, wow. yeah, all that happened within 12 minutes. So they're 12 minutes apart. Wow. Crazy. And yeah. it was, it was, yeah, very, very shocking. Oh, I, can't <laughs> I don't know even if imagine. the shock will ever die off. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we started um, like, you know, we texted a few people when we were on our way to the birthing center. So um, some people were texting, you know, checking up how everything was going. And then we said, yep, two, the babies are here. Two beautiful boys or something like that. And nobody believed us. Like, yeah, right. Like, thought we were joking. <laughs> like, oh there's nobody. <laughs> like, until we sent the picture of them side by side. And like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, there's two of them. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. So how was your immediate postpartum with that? Did the, I'm guessing they got the first baby to come around and so, yeah. So okay. right when she found out, like right when the midwife realized there was two, the nurse called the EMT because now knowing, you know, all of the things that could have gone wrong, you know, thankfully they were both head down. Thankfully, both of them, you know, were able to be delivered naturally but now knowing like all of the things that could have gone wrong so that's what you know she was thinking like you know what if this other baby is you know all the other worst case scenarios so she called it EMT so they showed up after a little uh, I don't know they they showed up at some point it was after both of them were delivered um and so they were still the other baby was breathing okay at that point but it still like wasn't completely normal mm -hmm. and so um they the midwife was like you know do what do what you feel is right um she's like he I'm, he's probably fine but if you want to have him checked out you can go to the hospital you know they can check him out and do you know make sure everything is okay so um it was just so much to process because <laughs> we have two babies and then we got one that, you know, was having the breathing issue. And we're like, you know, what, what do we do? And I felt like it was like, he was going to be okay. Like I wasn't really concerned, but at the same time I was like, you know what, I'm going to be watching him like a hawk mm. and every little little breath he takes or doesn't take when I think he should, you know, like I'm going to be panicking. So it's like, I think for our peace of mind, we need to go and just have him checked out. So I'm not, you know, I'm not mm -hmm. running myself completely ragged watching yeah. him and worrying because, you know, I've got enough to, <laughs> I've got <laughs> enough already to kind of yeah. handle. So we ended up um, going to the hospital. So I rode in the ambulance um, holding the babies. My husband followed behind in the car. So we, I don't know at that point is how long we ended up being at, we weren't at the birthing center all that long, maybe an hour or two. So then we went to the hospital, which was close. It's only like a mile or so away. They're close to the hospital. So we went and so they checked out the baby. They kept him like in the little um, saying with, he didn't have the oxygen 
on him, but they just like had it in like the little bassinet kind of thing they have. Mm. And they had oxygen like right in there. So he was getting some extra oxygen, but like his lungs were fine. Like everything was developed and fine. So they just kept him with the extra oxygen um, through that night. So by the morning, his levels, everything were fine. Um, But at that point we were in the hospital Mm-hmm. And so they kept, we were there for, so we we're there that night. We stayed there overnight and maybe, and one, I don't know if it was two nights. I can't remember, but we were there another night, I think. I don't remember actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, so I was kind of nervous. I'm like, great, we're back in the hospital. Are we going to get the pressure like for the shots and, you know, all those things that I was hoping to avoid. Um, but thankfully we had, we were, it was at a different hospital also than my first one and the nurses that we got and the doctors, like they were all, they were all really great as mm-hmm. far as I remember. Maybe my husband had to deal with some stuff that I didn't realize. <laughs> I don't, I don't really remember mm-hmm. all those details that we, um, yeah, but we were, then we finally got to come home. So the boys, they were fine. Like we didn't have to do the NICU or, you know, anything like that. They were a good size and. Um, everything was, everything was good. Um, I did have some, I didn't tear at all, but I did have some bleeding. So when, right before we left the the midwife, she gave me a shot of Pitocin, I think, is that what Mm -hmm. it is? Yeah. Um, cause I was bleeding a lot. Um, so she gave me that and I don't think I had anything else after that. Um, which, you know, I probably could have used like some type of, some type of drug to like ease a shock, but, <laughs> but everything was good. Yeah. So, so we left, um, someone brought an extra car seat and clothes. And so we had enough to make it home. So we left the hospital came home with two babies in the car. And, mm. um, so the postpartum after them, it was crazy. Yeah. Uh, I can't imagine. <laughs> I, it's, it's like this little like black hole that I don't really remember that many details about. It was just like, okay. Every moment was just like survivor mm. survival mode. Like, okay, let's figure this out. Let's yes. get through it. Well, yeah. I mean, cause one baby is a huge adjustment. So I'm sure two babies is wow. Crazy. But also yeah. you didn't have the mental preparation. Like, yeah. you, you know, you didn't have that beforehand to kind of, you know, mentally as best you can prepare yeah. for you know two babies so I can't even imagine the whirlwind that would be to yeah you know it was, have it was surprise a lot. twins and then the surprise adjustment <laughs> afterwards yeah <laughs> oh, yeah it man. was it was fun <laughs> yeah. I think like yeah like looking back you can look at it like I think like yeah it would have been really helpful to you know know on the back side of it you know after they were born to be able to prepare but also like if we would have known um the midwife she wouldn't have been able to deliver twins like they wouldn't have allowed it Uh a twin delivery at a birthing center and most likely it would have been you know much different pregnancy oh yeah for sure knowing so like it, it was hard but for sure like I'm so thankful like the Lord's providence like that he allowed me to have the pregnancy that I was wanting Mm. and and yeah. we didn't know because of it. So it was like, okay, yeah. 
it was it was a compromise for Shane. You know, I gave up like knowing, but I also like was able to have the pregnancy and delivery that I was really wanting. So, yeah. yes. Yeah, but, for sure. Because um, if you had been in the hospital, it would have been, you know, ultrasounds like insane and you would have been yeah. treated as high risk and they right. probably would have wanted you to have a C-section and, you know, mm-hmm. all yeah, that it would have been. So, yeah. Totally, totally different for sure. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely thankful. And I think knowing myself, like I would have, worried about every, Mm. every little, you know, like, well, what if this happens? What if that happens? You know, like my, my head just would have like thought through everything. So like, I, I, I know it's, it's crazy. And I know I put myself through a lot of shock, but I think it was really the way that it, the best way it could have happened. Like, just like thrown into it. Okay, here we are. Like, we'll Mm -hmm. figure it out and (laughs) we'll trust the Lord. Like, it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was a little crazy, like (laughs) adjusting to it all. Um, the, the hardest part was, um, was breastfeeding both Mm -hmm. of them. They weren't gaining weight. They weren't gaining enough weight fast enough. And I don't know if it was just like the shock on my body or I don't know why. Um, but yeah, so I was having trouble nursing both of them, or at least having enough. And everyone that I talked to, like lactation specialists, or you know, and all those people, like your body knows you had two, you'll produce enough. So I thought, okay, like I'll, it'll just kick in. But they just weren't. The midwife wasn't happy with their weight, and so I don't know. One of their checkups. It was still pretty early, you know, before they were a month old. And she's like, I'm really concerned their weight isn't getting up fast enough. And so she wanted me to start supplementing. And I I really didn't want to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was so heartbroken about that. But um, I had a homemade formula recipe that I had used with my first once she was like about 10 months old. And um, she was like starting to wean herself at that point. And so I had started making formula for her then and so I'd made it for like a few months for her and it was so much work and so before I got pregnant the second time I was like I'm not gonna make formula like we're not gonna do that there's so much work so I'm like what I'm gonna breastfeed these as long as the you know as long as I can well I'm in a couple weeks in and I'm not (laughs) not able to breastfeed I'm like no like I, I was really really heartbroken about that but so we started making formula and their weight got up and they got used to the bottle and it was nice because then my husband could get up and help feed them. And it's just what, what worked and what, what I could just physically and mentally yeah, <laughs> work. So that was, that was the hardest part. And the saddest part was, well, one of them was not being able to breastfeed them like I was hoping. Um, so, um, yeah, that was probably the hardest part, postpartum. Me, physically, I really don't remember what it was like. <laughs> <laughs> like I, just, I don't remember if, like, what I went through, like, my body. I think I started, I stopped bleeding after, you know, normal amount of time, and then I started bleeding again, like, maybe a month later or something and 
my midwife was like, you've got to take it easy. And I'm like, what in the world does that mean? Like, I can't, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I've got two little babies and a toddler. Like, I don't know what, how to take it easy. Like, yeah. I don't know what to cut out. But so, yeah, I think my body was having a little bit of strain, um, just handling everything. But other than that, I really, I don't really remember much other details. (laughs) That's understandable. That whole first year is just, yeah, it was just crazy. Mm. But they're about to turn 11 now. And it's, it's wild to think back and think of all the things that they've come through and all the things we've gone through. Mm. Like a decade ago, it's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Um, so do you have time to go into your third pregnancy or? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is a fun one. And, and yeah. (laughs) So after I had the twins and would had courage to venture out into the world with them, I thought, okay, we can go out now. So maybe they're a few months old now at this part point, or I don't know. But when we would start going out, go to the grocery store, go try and run an errand with the double stroller. And a, and a toddler in tow. So whenever I'd be out with them, people would see you have twins and it's sweet. You know, they want to come over and ask about it. But so many people would say, oh, like they would tell me who they know that has twins, you know, hear their twin story about someone they know. But they would say, yeah, my so-and-so, they had twins. And then they had another set. <laughs> And I was like, what? I didn't know that people would have multiple sets of multiples. And so I'd hear that once. Oh my gosh, like that's crazy. Well, then another day I'd be out and then someone else would tell me, you know, I know someone that had twins and then they had another set. And like so many people kept telling me about people having more than one set of twins. And it really freaked me out because I <laughs> I felt like we weren't done like I you know I felt like I want to have an like the Lord has another baby for us but it really freaked me out where I was like mm-hmm. no way like I'm not gonna chance this like I don't know if I'm gonna make it through this <laughs> mm-hmm. and it, it really affected me like so we didn't like we did not try and so um five years went by and we had our three kids and I was like I don't like I'm good I think we're good now but I still had this like you know in the back of my stomach like I don't like I know I know there's more but I like I just don't think I can can chance this and then God just really got a hold of me one day he's like why are you giving into this fear so much like don't you trust me like if it is twins like don't you trust me with that again and and just got me to the place where I was like you know what like I I am being really selfish about this and God I trust you with this and so after that um I was ready to try again and so at that point the twins were they were six, I think. And then my oldest, she was about nine. Yeah. Cause she's, yeah. So like there was a big age gap. Um, but it took that much time for me to, 
<laughs> to process through all of my worry and fear. And so, um, so we got pregnant again. Um, it, yeah, we didn't really have any trouble. Um, it took a few months, but yeah, it was really not, not much time after we decided to start trying. And, um, so I went to the same midwife and I told her, but she was like, you know, um, this could happen. I was like, you know what, if I know that you might need to know. So if you want to do an ultrasound, I'm okay with it to check, but I don't want to know. I was like, (laughs) you can check. And if there's two, then you do whatever you need to do to prepare, but please don't tell me. (laughs) I'm like, I don't want to know. And, um, I think we decided we wanted to find out if it was a boy or girl. No. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We, we found out if it was a boy or a girl and I, we had prayed. I was like, I wanted to have a girl. So I, my oldest was a girl and I really wanted her to have a sister. So that was a big part of me, like agreeing with God. So to say like, okay, please give us a girl. Like I want my daughter to have a sister. I never had a sister. I'm like, I really wanted her to have that. My boys had brothers, you know, like, so like, let's have two girls, two boys. So we really were praying and I was asking God, like, please give us a girl. And so I felt like, okay, it's going to be a girl. And so we go for the ultrasound. um, And I'm just like watching the face, like, to see any reaction if it's like, oh my gosh, there's another, you know, if they make some (laughs) sort of like (laughs) expression where I'm like, oh gosh, like, is it going to be two? And I don't know if my nerves have ever been more on edge than that day. Like I was just so like anxious, like what if it is too? Oh my gosh. So I'm just watching her, watching her and she's, you know, moving the little wand around on my stomach, trying to look. And then finally she turns the screen and she's like, I'm just seeing one. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Like the wave of like relief. Not that like I wouldn't have been, happy to have another but yeah okay like thank you god like (laughs) we're just gonna have one but then she goes and says something like but there always could be another one hiding i'm like no (laughs) no no no." like we're having one yeah but it was a boy and i was like what i was like i was so certain it was a girl and that was i cried for like about a week about that boy like i was like so certain it was gonna be a girl and i cried and i cried I just like couldn't couldn't get over that for a little while and finally I was like okay put this in your hands God move forward and um and so so this one I wanted to do a home birth so um so I did the hospital then we did the birthing center and then I I really wanted to do a home birth with this one and um everybody was the midwife is fine in our state you have to see a doc or have a doctor kind of oversee it I think I had to see him once or twice throughout the pregnancy he was fine with it um he's like you had twins you're fine you can have a you can have it at home that's <laughs> you can fine do anything now. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah you're right <sighs> so um so I was really excited about that my biggest worry was the cleanup like that was my biggest hang up was like, I really wanted to have this baby at home, but I just like could not figure out like, how are we going to clean this thing up? Like, <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> the stupid uh, things that like, I don't know, you get pregnancy <laughs> brain on. I don't know. But I was just like, I was so like <laughs> fixated on 
what are we going to do about the cleanup? And my midwife is like, why are you so worried about it? Like, I'll take care of it. Like, just, I don't know why. That's just something that stands out to me. <laughs> but the cleanup was no problem. So anyone listening that is wanting a home birth and you're crazy like me, worried about the <laughs> cleanup, like, don't worry about it. It's no big Funny. deal. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So I was able to deliver this one at home. Um, and... Yeah, it was, I can't, let's see, detail. this one was overdue, so this one was 10 days, I think, he went past his due date, so that was new for me, coming and going over the, seeing the the due date pass by, and at that point, like, it got, which 10 days, I'm sure there are others that have gone so much past it, but at that point, I was starting to feel like, I'm just going to be pregnant forever. Like, <laughs> like this baby is just in here and I was feeling fine. I was used to it. I'm like, okay, so we're just going to be pregnant all the time now. Um, but he finally, finally started having contractions and um, uh, he wasn't head down. Like one of my last checkups, he wasn't head down. So I was a little concerned about that, but I was doing like some, exercises and things to help him turn and thankfully he was head down for delivery um yeah I didn't I didn't do the water I just had him like on the bed and um this one I had to do a little more pushing like he wasn't dropping so that was that was different too like the other ones I feel like they're all like just a couple of pushes and they were done and this one I took a little while of pushing and let's see I'm trying to think of other details um yeah I (laughs) remember one of the last pushes like the midwife was like pushing one leg you know I was like laying on my back and she was like pushing like my foot up you know like my knee bent she had like one leg and my husband had the other leg you know kind of like pushing up and I got a cramp in my hamstring oh my gosh it's like they're pushing it in them all my muscles and I'm like just trying to like keep all my muscles relaxed and like and then this cramps up and oh that was awful <laughs> just what I you know, want like, when you're pushing out a baby yes oh, it's like <laughs> really not a good time but um <laughs> he finally came out and yeah and I was like once like I had him in my arms and it was just like every, like every thing that I, where I was wanting a girl, like all of that just like went away. And it was just like, this is like the most perfect gift I could have ever gotten. Like this little boy. And, and it was just so cool. Like with the twins, like, I feel like I just missed so much. Like with my first one, it was just like trying to figure everything out, you know, like new parent. And I wasn't around kids where I, where I knew like what to do. Like I was, so I was trying to figure everything out with my first. And then with the twins, it was like, okay, I kind of felt like I knew what to do now, but then there was two. And so I just felt like everything was so crazy where I didn't really get to enjoy them, you know, where I was hoping to happen, where I, you know, where the first, I didn't, you know, feel like I got to enjoy it that much. And so I was like looking forward to that. And then it was, you know, just so crazy where I feel like I missed all those like special moments. And then there was two of them. And so like where I go in 
to pick them up and they're both reaching for you. And it's like, well, what do I do? If I pick up this one, the other one's going to feel, you know, like mama doesn't love them. Or yeah. if one of them starts crawling before the other one, I start cheering him on. Like, how's it going to make the other one feel? Like oh. just all those things that like yeah. pull on your mama's heart that yeah. I just like feel like, you know, miss so much with, with the, the having the twins. And so when I had our last one, like it was just such, such a gift of redemption. I feel like from God, mm-hmm. like he just redeemed all those moments where I feel like I missed and I didn't get to enjoy it. And, and then those things just start coming in your head, like, well, you're not a good mom because of this, or, you know, just like th- those guilt feelings or, you know, just things like that, that just attacks from the enemy that are just so stupid, but you know, you get in your head. So it was just such, such a beautiful gift from, from God to have that last one and all the things that I didn't get to enjoy and experience. Like I just so soaked it up with this one and God just ministered so much to me and brought so much healing and, and joy through, through our last one. I'm just, I'm just so grateful that I didn't keep giving into the fear and, and miss out on, on this, on the sweet little gift that he had waiting for us. Mm-hmm. But that one I had after I was 30. And so the postpartum for that was a little bit different. Like you really, you really don't bounce back as quick, mm-hmm. not to put fear in anyone that's listening, but it's just different. Like, it's not that I had, a, I struggled, but I could just, I could physically tell a difference where I didn't mm-hmm. really bounce back, but it was nice because I didn't, I could just lounge around a little bit more, you know, like yeah. <laughs> I felt like I felt okay to like, just take it easy. And, yeah. you know, my other ones, like my oldest, she was 10 or about to turn 10, I think. So she, you know, she was able, like, I didn't have little ones where I had to keep an eye, you know, constantly be keeping an eye and on them. And so I was able to just kind of take it easy a little bit more, thankfully, and, and rest and, and do what I needed for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are such fun special stories. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just have one question. I'm going back to when you um, were pregnant with the twins, obviously you didn't know that, but when you said that you chose not to do ultrasounds, um, people, um, you know, get the ultrasound, not just to see what the gender is, but also, you know, to check different, mm-hmm. um, to see if there's any abnormality, abnormalities with the baby or, you know, mm-hmm. to see, you know, different things. Um, what made you choose not to go down the path of having an ultrasound? And was that anything that you were fearful of um, at all in your head? Like, you know, wondering at all if, if you were missing out on maybe a potential seeing something on ultrasound? Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I wasn't worried about like if I guess like where I was at was I if there was something wrong like like we're still gonna have this baby like yeah I don't know like I and I wasn't really worried that there was gonna be anything wrong and if there was mm-hmm. like then we'll just find it out the natural way and um, the things that I had read about ultrasound I just made me a little bit cautious about keeping 
to exposing the baby to it. Mm-hmm. Like I just, I just didn't feel comfortable. I felt, I felt more comfortable not knowing if there's a problem versus exposing my baby to the ultrasound, if that makes sense. Yeah. So that, that's where I was at. And then especially like knowing like how much I had with my first, I was like, I was like, I just did so much with that one. And her birth weight was a little bit low and like, she didn't have any problems, but it was just like, made me wonder, like, you know, was that connected? Like, you know, cause she was exposed so much to it. And so I was just like, I just went like way other end. I was like, well, I'm going to do whatever I can to not, mm-hmm. you know, expose this one to it at all. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, with the last one, like we did choose to have ultrasound. It was just that one. So, um, so I kind of like, you know, came back into balance, you know, I feel like I was like one end and then flipped way to the other end. So I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, like we'll do one, we'll find out and, um, and just leave it at that. So, um, but yeah, that was just kind of my, my thought process and where I was at with, (laughs) with the decision. Awesome, man. I'm just, I can't wait for everybody to hear this. this episode it's such a treat (laughs) and such fun stories and just your wisdom and um just your I can just feel like you have such a calm spirit and um Mm -hmm. I think that a lot of a lot of mamas are going to be really encouraged uh, by this by your stories and Uh I feel so blessed that you were able to come and share them with us yeah um so you had mentioned um, that you read the Supernatural Childbirth book. Um, mm-hmm. Was there anything else that you used as a resource in your pregnancies to kind of prepare yourself for birth? Or was that kind of the only one that you, well, you said Bradley Method as well. Yeah. Yeah. Was so there I did anything the, else that you would recommend? Um, I don't think I really, I mean, maybe just like here, like um, with my first two pregnancies, um, I like social media and that kind of stuff. I don't like, I don't remember really, I guess Facebook was around them, but you know, as far as like it being like a huge thing, like I don't remember like really searching online or listening to other podcasts or having an app, you know, like I didn't have any of that. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm sure there's probably some good stuff out there now. So my stuff might be (laughs) outdated (laughs) a little bit, but I mean, I'm pretty low tech anyways, and I prefer books to Mm -hmm. digital stuff anyways but um so there may I don't I mean I may have like looked up some stuff here and there with my last one but overall like I just use the supernatural childbirth they have like they have like the full like chapter book where it tells different stories and um, specific mom's testimonies which are really encouraging but then they also have just like this little like booklet. It's called Prayers and Promises. And that's, I just kept that on the side of my bed and we would just read that. I put up verses on my mirror in the bathroom. His truth will be my shield. Like when I start getting worried, you know, like, no, what's the truth? Like when mm-hmm. I start being fearful, you know, don't let your heart be troubled. Come boldly before the throne of grace and ask for help in your time of need. Like, you know, just getting those things like just in my head so that Mm. when I was in labor and starting to like fear creep in, like, no, like just casting that thing out and just staying calm and, you know, not letting 
myself get scared or worried, you know, when, you know, cause it gets intense. And I feel like, um, you know, in supernatural childbirth, they talk about a pain-free delivery. And so I was really like believing and praying towards that. And I feel like, you know, I've kind of experienced that to an extent, but I mean, it's, I, I describe it as like, it wasn't, I mean, it was painful. Like <laughs> the part when the baby comes out, like that was for my last one. That was like, that was painful. Like when it mm-hmm. came out, he's mm-hmm. a big boy, but, um, like it was just more intense. Like it's just the intensity of everything. Like that's like, was the hard part for me. It was just like how strong the contractions are and just the, you know, just how intense it is. That's just the best word I can think of to describe it. So, um, so just like preparing, like to not feel overwhelmed, like when, oh, wow, like this is, this is like, you're, you're going through a lot and not just, um, shutting down because it's so intense and overwhelming. But, um, so yeah, that the supernatural childbirth, that was just, that was huge. And then the Bradley method, just what I practiced a lot was just before, you know, throughout the pregnancy, not practicing for labor, being, um, being relaxed. Like it talked about in the Bradley method, just starting at the top of your head and just relaxing every single muscle and just being used to like what that felt like. So that when I was having contractions, I would like, I knew how to relax right away, not like tensing your body up, not scrunching your shoulders up. So you're fighting against the contractions, but just relaxing everything. So you're working with your body and letting Mm -hmm. the contractions happen and, and, you know, not like gritting your teeth and clenching your jaw so that you're like working against it. But those, those helped in doing, um, um, like the yoga poses, cat and cat lift, like those helped a lot. I think with, when my, when my one wasn't head down, I know I heard those like help with helping them flip. And so I did that a lot and that helped, I guess, cause he wasn't, wasn't the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that, and just surrounding yourself with people that will be encouraging. Um, those are probably you know, the big, the biggest things that helped me. Yeah. And one last question, if you could give one piece of advice to maybe a first time mama who's walking into this and maybe she has fear or, or things, um, what's one thing that you would want to tell her to really just encourage her in her birth journey? Um, yeah. <laughs> I know that's kind of a deep question. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. probably just like enjoy it like it's it has its moments where it feel you feel great and then you have your moments where it's like this is so hard but you know just to enjoy it all embrace the whole process and and just really draw near to the lord and it you know listen to what god is speaking over the baby and just agree with him and pray those things and um and tune your heart into his so that you can prepare yourself. So after the baby's here, you're, you can be enjoying it too. You know, once, once things are crazy and you haven't slept and you're getting out, but you can, you know, just, just decide now 
to enjoy it, whatever happens, whatever each day brings, just to embrace it, embrace the mess of it, embrace the lack of sleep and just, you know, make, make it fun. Like you can choose to make it miserable and just drag through it and end up grumpy. Look back 10 years from now and be like, wow, like that was really awful. (laughs) Or Mm -hmm. you can just look back in 10 years and be like, wow, like, it was really crazy at some moments, but like we had fun laughing at it and, <laughs> and we had fun, you know, instead of being miserable. So just, mm-hmm. yeah, choosing to, choosing to smile and enjoy it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you again for coming on and sharing. Um, I know I was really blessed by it and I can't wait for other by it as well. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you were encouraged in some way through this story. As a reminder, please rate and review our podcast and you can connect with us on social media at Birth Journeys Podcast. For more information or to share your own story, please visit birthjourneyspodcast.com and fill out the brief questionnaire. See you next time.